Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, keeping us in God's Word and thereby helping us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. You know people in your life who need to grow in their faith, don't you? They need to start thinking about their soul's salvation, their relationship with God, about eternity, because it's coming. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every single day through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. Share with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. Eternal life, what a great blessing for them, but also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to bring to close our line of thought and study, talking about God's love for you and your response. We like the idea of God's love for us, but many people don't like to have to think about, at least not think much about, our response to God's love. Well, we've talked about that in depth and in detail, and it, it, is, it is a matter that you really need to come to grips with. You need to understand it clearly. God is not just Santa Claus in the sky. Now, a lot of people have that kind of concept of him. Now, they wouldn't say it that. They would not put it in that way. But that's about the way they think about God. He's this great blessings giver, you know, up in heaven somewhere. He watches over us. Boy, he takes care of us. He blesses us. But they don't think about their responsibility to God other than just mouthing a statement of believing in him. Or maybe even going a little farther and saying, oh, I just I have such a great relationship with God. But all that's words. God expects action on our part. You know, James wrote in James chapter 2 that faith without works is dead. You see, somebody who just mouths words that supposedly talks about or tells about their faith without putting their faith into action through obedience and dedication and commitment, James says that's dead faith. He says that not just once, but he says that in verse 17 of of James chapter 2. He says that again in verse 20. He says that again In verse 26, in verse 24, he says, a man is justified by works, not by faith only. If if you only have this belief in God, but you've not put that into action through obedience, dedication, commitment, faithfulness, and that's not just saying I have faith, but that is a life that demonstrates your faith, actively, then you're coming up short. God expects more of a response than that from you to his love. Now, in Romans chapter 6, well, I want to go back to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 21. A lot of people have a misconception if they have any understanding at all as to how they come to, come to salvation through Jesus Christ. 
again, as we read in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 22 and 23, Peter talked about his writing this to Christians there. He was talking about their faithful obedience. He said in verse 22, you have purified your souls in obeying the truth. Jesus said in John 14 and verse 15, in the night of his betrayal, if you love me, keep my commandments. He said it again in verse 21. He said it again in verse 23. And in verse 24, he said, he who does not keep my words does not love me. Or he who does not love me does not keep my words, does not keep my commandments, is not obedient to my teachings. In verse 23 of 1 Peter chapter 1, Peter said, having been born again, through the word of God. The Bible is not there as a decoration on your coffee table or to take up a little slot in your bookcase. The Bible is there as God's word to guide you in his will. You want to be forgiven. You want to be saved. You want to be in heaven for all of eternity. God loves you so much that he sent his son to the cross to die to bear the price for the guilt of to pay the price for the guilt of your sins. We're making it personal so that you could have all of those blessings. So that you could look forward to eternal life with him in heaven. But God expects you to come to him his way. He expects your response in obedience. Remember, as we talked last time about many of those Jews on Pentecost, when Peter preached that scathing, that convicting sermon to them, telling them they had crucified the Son of God, they had crucified their Savior, but nonetheless, he was still their Savior. Some of them responded in verse 37 of Acts chapter 2 and said, what shall we do? Peter did not beat around the bush. He said, repent. You've got to turn away from your sinfulness. And paramount in your sinfulness was you rejected the Savior. You rejected Jesus. You've got to believe in him. You've got to come to him. You've got to surrender to him. How do we do that? He said, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. We need to be forgiven. You need to be forgiven of your sins. And that forgiveness is granted you as you are baptized into Christ. Remember Saul of Tarsus, the enemy of Christ, the enemy of the church, the enemy of Christianity, who hunted down Christians till he learned his mistake, the error of his way, till he learned the gospel. Jesus sent a man, Christian man named Ananias to teach him. And Paul said in Acts chapter 22 and verse 16 that Ananias came to him and I'm sure after he had taught him the gospel, said, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling in the name of the Lord. As you are baptized into Christ, the blood that he shed on the cross will cleanse you of the guilt of your sins. In fact, 
the Apostle Paul put it in such a meaningful and beautiful way in Romans chapter 6 and verses 3 through 5. Notice, Jesus literally died on that cross. He literally was buried in that tomb, and he literally arose from that grave. Paul says in baptism, in a spiritual way, we reenact on a personal basis Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. This is the response God wants from you in response to his love for you. Paul wrote, verse 3, Romans chapter 6, Do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Now, that verse is one of only two in the entire entire New Testament that have the phrase, into Christ, preceded by the means of coming into Christ. And they both say the same thing. Baptized into Christ. We're baptized into his death. You see, when we're baptized into Christ, we die to to our sins. We die to the guilt of our sins. Verse 4, therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death. Jesus literally was buried in that tomb as we are plunged beneath the waters of baptism, completely submerged. We're buried with him in that act of baptism into death, dying to our old lifestyle of sin with all of its guilt. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. He came forth from that grave, alive, risen. We rise out of that grave of water in baptism. We come up out of that watery grave, forgiven, born again. John 3, verses 3 through 5, made new spiritually to walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, Paul says, certainly we also should be in the likeness of his resurrection. As Paul wrote to the Christians at Galatia, in chapter 3 and verse 27, he reminded them, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. God wants you to be baptized into Christ. No need to beat around the bush. No need to try to sugarcoat your situation. If you have not been baptized into Christ, buried with him in the waters of baptism, having repented of your sins and confessed your faith in him as God's son and your Lord and Savior openly, Matthew 10, verses 32 and 33, then God wants that response from you to his love that he has already expressed in sending his son to the cross to die for you. Have you done that? Have you responded to God's love in that way? If not, are you ready to respond to God's love in that way? To be baptized into Christ for the remission of your sins. We'd like to help you. You can contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com 
churchofchrist.com. Click in the email link and you can contact us that way. Or you can phone us at 402-498-8397. 402-498-8397. We'd love to talk with you, pray with you. If you need to study some more, we can do that. We can even send you study through the mail for free. All you have to do is ask. God loves you. He expects a response of loving obedience to him because of his love for you. Let's pray. Father, help us to humble ourselves in response to your love that is so graphic, so wonderful, so meaningful. Help us to respond properly in our love for you by repenting of our sins, confessing our faith openly in your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and coming to you through him as we're baptized into him for the remission of our sins and raised with him to walk in newness of life spiritually. Thank you for making the way for us to do that, Father, to respond to your love so graphically, so meaningfully, and with such promise. Help us, Father, to respond to your love in that way. We pray, Father, in Jesus' name, amen.